0: Uh, first off, I'd better uh, congratulate the Crusaders uh, on a championship-winning effort the other weekend. Uh, it was great to see the New Zealand side uh, knock it off and great to see them get a back-to-back victory and well-deserved. So uh, all us Cantabrians will have a smile on our face. Um, about the All Blacks, well, it's been a really, really tough team to pick. Uh, at the moment in New Zealand rugby, we've got a lot of talent and there's two things come from that. One is some good players miss out. And the second thing is it certainly gets rid of any uh, complacency amongst those that do get selected. So our commiserations go to those that have missed. Uh, We congratulate those that have made it. Uh, We have made a couple of strategic uh, selection decisions, particularly in the loose forwards and midfield. As you know, uh, we've only selected four. In the last uh, team we picked, we had five. Uh, We've got a a plan for Nani. We want him to um, spend some time... Uh, with a little bit less pressure, working on his ability to help his uh, first five control the game. Uh, so that's the long-term plan for him. Obviously, he's going to be coming in in the short term uh, to work with us uh, in Sonny's, uh, with Sonny's injury. And with Via we want him to get some game time at six. We think that's his true position. Hasn't played much there over the last couple of years, uh, being used as a lock mainly for the Hurricanes. Uh, He's a little bit down in his confidence so we want to go back and play uh, get big minutes for Wellington and then both those boys will probably see them in the end of the year tour. Um, We've also picked uh, Jackson Hemipu as a loose forward, not as a lock. Uh, He's not going to be lock cover either so uh, unless we really get desperate, uh, his main priority will be to become a number six. Uh, last year, obviously, with so many injuries um, and, and the, the plan anyway was to build depth. Uh, we did that. Uh, I think we used 54 players. Uh, this year, the, the plan is to, to grow our game, uh, not only in our decision-making and our skill execution, but also in the style of the way we want to play. We've added a few things in. Uh, we saw a little bit of that in, against France, but obviously it's going to take more than three test matches to embed it. Uh, so the Rugby Championship will give us another opportunity to do that. We also want to build the player uh, combos uh, within that and uh, allow ourselves to get really set uh, with a good understanding of each other and and how we want to play uh, for the Rugby World Cup. So I guess that both those things will be ongoing things for the, throughout the year. Uh, the big challenge obviously is the Investec Rugby Championship itself. Um, We've seen South Africa and Australia both uh, step up, I think, two or three notches uh, during the June series. Um, they're gonna, they play with a lot of passion, a lot of conviction, uh, intensity, and, of course, they'll have a mindset that they'll want to knock us off. So we're going to have to meet that head-on. Uh, otherwise, we're going to struggle. RG, uh, a new challenge. By the mere fact, they've got new coaches, so new things will be coming at us, and we'll have to adapt and adjust to that. But our immediate goal is to recapture the Blueslow Cup, the trophy that's second to the World Cup only. Um, it's something we hold very dear to our hearts. Australia are pretty keen to get it. Uh, and I guess uh, having beaten us last time we played, uh, they'll be pretty confident about doing that. So we have to make sure our preparation, starting on Thursday when we come into camp, uh, is thorough, uh, is deep and meaningful. and. Uh, it's going to be a really uh, two, two good matches early on to establish uh, where that cup goes. Open for questions. Steve, bye Peter. Um, what is it about his game you prefer at six as opposed to where he's been at His well, size, for a start, his uh, natural athleticism. Uh, we just think he's a natural six. Well, he can certainly play faster than a lot can play, yeah. yeah he's a really, really good athlete. So, at the moment, um, that's one thing he does do well at six, but we've got to get him to be, become a grafter there as well. So, he just needs time in the saddle there and opportunities to play there. And very hard to develop the game if you don't get any game time in that position. How good has it been uh, to name a fully fit? Kieran Reid and Gregory uh, who are both sort of coming back from uh, some long-term injuries. Yeah, well, really exciting, isn't it? I mean, uh, Rido's a class player. We saw that in the weekend. I don't think he's 100% yet. I think we can still get him quicker with those nerve uh, damage that you get with that back operation. It takes a little time to get all the, the uh, firing patterns working properly. So I think he's still got another two or three yards of pace to get back. And once he gets that back, you know, we saw the skill and and his running ability. He's going to be. Uh, he's going to be hard man to keep down, he's excited, I spoke to him this morning and he can't wait so it'll be great and uh, you know, getting the big fella back after being, I think he's missed nine test matches for various reasons and he's probably the best lock in the world I think and having someone like that back in your team is reassuring, you, go, you sleep a lot easier. I know it's a case of um, who you'd leave out on the um, outside backs, that was someone like George Bridge and had you been impressed with that? Have been, uh, going this well you can't be anything other than impressed, I mean he's played really really well but uh, there's only enough room for so many and so I said right in the opening statement that some good players have missed out, he's young and I'm sure you'll get his moment. Richard Molonga, is he a guy who could perhaps force his way into that, uh, I guess, sort of playing, playing sort of 23 at the moment? Uh, well we're not playing at the moment so he'll struggle to do it today but uh, look we, we've Every time I go to to uh, Jade Stadium, I get told to put him in the team, and uh, I walk away thinking, "Well, we've already put him in the team. Uh, he's in the he's in the squad, and he's 24 years old. He's played one Test match. Uh, he's got competition, uh, you know, from the specialist 5'8 in Bowden Barrett. He's played 64, I think it is. They've uh, been world player twice. Um, both of them are very good rugby players." Uh, our job is to mo- maximise the talent we've got, and, and uh, over time you'll see Richie get more Test matches. I'm sure, um, but I think about a, a bloke prior to the World Cup we went to, and everyone wanted us to drop Dan Carter. But he had one ingredient that the other blokes didn't have, and that was experience. And I think you saw that experience come out in the big moment in Test matches, and so you know we have to we have to build slowly with Richie and build his experience. But in the meantime. Yeah, we've got the a player in Bowden who's been, as I said, the world's best player of the last two years. So we won't be in any rush to shift him. Because of what Damien can do on the bench, is it tough to fit Richie into a twenty three in, in some ways? Yeah it is, yeah. Like Damien's got that ability to play two positions when you want your you know, a five eight to be able to stay in up front whereas where we want Bowden to play. So but again we've got versatility, so our job is to grow them the time we get to where we need to get to and uh, you know, both of them, I think, will be firing. And like Richie, couldn't have done any more than he's done this year for the Crusaders. Been outstanding. Jackson What did you like about him when you got him into the team in New evening? A real quick learner, a good athlete, tough, hard nosed. Yeah. Imagine some of those people you're talking about with Richie might have been saying the same things to you about Brumbie Wall. What do you want to see in his game to get him to that level? Oh, well, again, he's just got to keep improving his passing game, and uh, you know, you, when you select the All Black team, you've got to think about tomorrow as much as you do today. And uh, Brin's certainly uh, a good player, but I don't think he's better than um, TJ or, or Nugget. Um, and then you know, your third half half-back spends a lot of time, uh, you know, working hard and not getting much reward for it from a game point of view. So. A young like a guy like tear Roa is, is um, you know we think uh, got the ability to be a stunning halfback he's got he's the closest passer of the ball to nugget than we've got in the country his speed of pass is outstanding um, and he's growing quite nicely so and just be patient but you know everybody in the Canterbury team could have been in the side that, that that's how good a team they've got and that's why I said the other day they've got a Rolls-royce Ford pack, haven't they? And, and they've got a Rolls Royce team, and, and that's why they win the competition. Well coached and, and great players. Mr. Hanson, when will Dane Cole and Sonny Bill Williams be ready? Uh, we'll talk about Sonny first. He, Sonny should be right uh, to come back in in Nelson, all things going well. Uh, Dane, I uh, can't put a timeline on Dane, but hopefully at the end of sometime near the end of this Rugby, Investec Rugby Championship. All going well, though? Yeah, I know they're coming along OK, yeah. Will Coles play, um, will he be ready to play next weekend for the start of the line? No. Day? No. Are Australia closing the he was ready to play next weekend, we'd probably have him playing for us. What we've got to do with Coles, just to, to clarify, the, he, he, he's had a, uh, a knee operation, obviously, he had a setback with that, had to have another one, uh, and then he's uh, in his training he pulled his calf. Um, so we've had to ease back on the intensity of that training and build him into it, and uh, over the next couple of months we have to increase that intensity so he gets uh, confidence in his body again. So it's just it's just a wait and see how quickly we can do that. So he the oh. oh, he'll definitely play to 10 before he will um, test matches, yeah. Do you think it's more likely ended year tour for game time for him? To... No, no, we're hoping to get him at some stage in the rugby championship. Are Australia closing the gap like their players are currently suggesting? Oh, well, you're watching the same games as me. What do you think? Well, they beat us last time, so I say they've closed the gap. Mm. They're a good team, and you know they've. Uh, I think they made a wise decision, and coming back to four teams in their, you know, from Super Rugby, I think that created depth, and that depth has created uh, the need to work harder to get selected. Um, you know they're a smart side uh, and we've seen in the sea rugby they've had some wins this year so uh, and Australians being Australians they're very confident people so you allow people to be confident when you're playing footy they're going to take take it away from you so we've, we've just got to make sure we prepare well uh, do what we have to do to, to get ourselves mentally right to play and then uh, turn up in Sydney and and get the job done. So following on from that, though, heading into the rugby championship, what's more important to you building depth and testing different combinations or settling on the strongest team, allowing them to improve and expand? Or well, both. I think, uh, you know, when you've got talent like we've got, then you've got a little bit of wriggle room when it comes to selecting and building uh, depth and, and and strength. So as I said, in the build-up, you know, we want to build the combos uh, so we can get a greater understanding of, of each other and, and You might see some mix and match of combos and then you might see some combos that play all the way through. So um, you just have to wait and see. And then what, what do you want to see the side do better than in the Test Series? Uh, implement uh, how, our style of game that we want to play. Um, and that, that will look like making better decisions with the ball in hand. And we've got to get our heart defence better. In, in terms of the midfield, um, is it likely we're going to see Ryan probably go 12 and Let's see, Jack and Anton sort of take up at their end position? Yeah, you could do. Yeah, mm-hmm. There's no point telling Checker who we're picking just yet. Leave uh, that until next week. Yep. On the can you please explain, Steve, when you're saying he help these quite a the game, is that kicking or talking more? Uh, it's it's about decision-making. Like Your number 10s, you might if you think about you know, a series of computers, that your forwards just give the ball to the backs, so that's their keep it simple, give him quality ball, go forward, halfback feeds the first five, first five makes the decisions. But he can't make all the decisions by himself. He's got to have other people feeding him information. And obviously the closest guy to him is the 12. And if he's not uh, doing that as, as good as you'd like, then he's not going to make as good of decisions as you like. So, you know, it's no coincidence, one of the better uh, talkers of the game and understanding, uh, game understanding in Ryan Crotty, that Richie's playing well because he's got him outside him. So with Nani, we, we just want him to have more of a voice and, and learn how to use that and be more confident in using it rather than just being you know, out there uh, doing his thing. So it's about seeing the bigger picture. Steve, so you go back to the please? Um, what do you like with him as a uh, Well, we're rolling the dice there because we're... You know, that's why I said we made some strategic decisions in, in our selections at least Forward, but we want good athletes first and foremost. He's good at that. He's good in the line-out, so you need a, a, a Loose Forward that's very good in the line-out. So we've got Rideau, uh, and then all um, Jackson, um, Shannon, and uh, of course um, Squid, Liam Squire, are very good in the line-out as well. Uh, they're all three of them can carry the ball. Um so they're, they're the sorts of things then you add in, you know, he's he's got a bit of a tenacity about him that he wants to get in your face and that's not a bad thing at Tesla. level. With bio, when you say down his head or is just a after- bit of that I think, yeah. I'm not hundred percent sure what all of it is, but I think that that's a little bit of it. Um by not picking him we've probably not helped that, but in the long term I think it will, so you know, we, we've had a good discussion this morning and, and uh, we'll have another one later in the week. So you just think regular game time at provincial level to get the group? Well, he's playing out of position, so to speak. If you play all your life at lock and then someone says, right, play at six and, and you're going to play at an even higher level than you've been playing at, it, it's difficult. Uh, and whilst we would have liked to have seen him do that for the Hurricanes, it's not our team to select and, and they did what was right for their team. Um, but it is our team to select this and we've spoken to, to Wellington and, and they're happy to play him at six, so it's an opportunity just to take a bit of the pressure off him and, and get him uh, honing those skills that we want um, and that we need uh, at our level um, without the pressure. So uh, He's certainly got the athletic ability, he's got the desire to want to do it and it's just a matter of giving him the opportunity. Uh, I wouldn't say there'll be none, might be a couple, but um, like Tim Perry might get a bit of a go. Uh, moods, depending on what his head, if his head's right, if his head's not right he won't be playing. Um, but no, there won't be too many. How are you going to approach that match? What do you want to see out of it? The uh, oh, first and foremost, we want some match fitness for the blokes that haven't been playing. Uh, that's key. Um, and secondly, just again some intensity, some purpose about what we're trying to do. You know, rather than just go out and, and treat it uh, as a joke, it's it's got to be treated as something serious. It's a part of our build-up for the for the game. So you'll see that in the attitude and intensity of how the players deliver the product. Not too worried about how how we play or what style we play in this particular game. Looking ahead to, to the World Towards it, as hope. Yeah, we're going okay. Yep, don't get too excited yet. But we've we've done a lot of planning. Uh, we've done a lot of uh, research, and that we've been to Japan uh, once already. We're going to go there in November. Uh, we've done all the stuff that we need to do at this at this point. Um, now our focus has got to be on on what's happening right in front of us, and that's the Bleed Cup. So we'll, we'll put our attention there. Yeah, we got some good quality time with him, and now he's got to go away and and implement that himself. You know, he's he's got to be defined by his own choices rather than us telling him all the time. So, uh, it'll be a good opportunity to sit back and watch him play uh, for Auckland and and see if he develops the stuff that we need him to develop. Yeah, no, he's fine. He trained good at the last camp and got into all the physical stuff, so, yeah, he's okay. Just back to Akira, so it's decision-making is the thing that you really want from him, is that what you're saying? No. No? no. no. What, what's the thing that you want more out of Akira? Well, that's between us and Akira. I don't think we need to tell the world what that is. What's the updating, Patrick? He's back. He trained well. Um... He's not far away from getting game time, so um, if he's not uh, turning out for Auckland in the first uh, week of the competition, uh, it won't be too far after that. He's in good shape. He's he's done very, very well, actually. I think and whilst he's been injured, he's probably the best Nick I've seen him.